No One Has Ever Become Poor by Giving by Anne Frank. I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode number 42 as we take a look at Proverbs 3, verses 9 and 10. We're going to look at them in two different translations. We're going to talk about what the language means, what the verses actually mean, and then we're going to connect them to our everyday lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get started with all that, let's pray. Father, I ask that you would control my words today. I'm having trouble saying what I'm thinking. And so I ask that you would be in charge of that. Pray that you would open these scriptures to us in ways that we need to understand them. Pray that you would speak to each one of our hearts about everything that we talk about today, about the language and about our own treatment of our wealth and possessions. Pray that you would show this broadcast to the people who you want to talk to about this issue. Pray that everything that I say and do in this time would be honoring to you. In Jesus' name, amen. The verses read, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. That was the ESV version. The message reads, Honor God with everything you own. Give him first and the best. Your barns will burst. Your wine vats will brim over. We are still in a series of couplets that are instruction, incentive, instruction, incentive. And in today's verse, we have both of those things. We have the instruction and the result, the incentive for doing that. These are God generously guiding us into habits and behaviors that will help us live good lives. Now, remember that this section, we are talking about the benefits of wisdom. And today we're talking about the idea that wisdom produces generosity and stewardship. Now, Remember, I'm going to say this a million times in this broadcast. This is not a promise or a guarantee, but it is general truth. We're in Proverbs, general truth. So we're going to talk about three main things today in these verses. We're going to cover honor the Lord, the first fruits, and the result or incentive for doing this. But first, let's talk about honoring God. Honoring God is showing respect. It's treating him with admiration or giving special recognition. The Hebrew word for honor is also the same word used for glorify. Honoring God with our wealth is a way to glorify Him, a practical way to show that I trust in the Lord with all of my heart, as we talked about in yesterday's verses or the other day's verses. When we truly trust Him, we can honor Him with a generosity that realizes that He is the great provider and He has inexhaustible resources. Proverbs is not so much concerned here about ceremonial religion as it is telling the reader to demonstrate gratitude toward and confidence in God rather than in wealth. Now, honor in Hebrew is a verb which means to weigh heavily, to be heavy. And most often, this word is used figuratively, not literally, not that it's actually heavy, but a figurative version that means a weighty person in society. That would be one who is honored or worthy of respect. 
It's recognizing the worth that another deserves. So we are to recognize God's worth with our possessions. Let's talk about first fruits. That is an odd sounding word in our culture. It's not something we talk about at the grocery store, right? Well, maybe at the grocery store we do, but nowhere else. That's funny that I grabbed grocery store out of the thin air. Early in Israel's history, God commanded them to bring him the first of all of their crops and their livestock and everything else that he had blessed them with, even including dedicating their firstborn children to God. The significance of the first fruits are fourfold. One, a token of their gratitude to the Lord for his blessings. It acknowledged God as the source of all good things. It represented the rest of the harvest. You remember yesterday we talked about the Synecdoche. <laughs> can- oh, I did it so well this morning when I was reading through this early Synecdoche, Synecdoche, where one part of the body represented the whole. This is the same thing. This is one part of the harvest representing all of the harvest. It acknowledged also one of the biggest spiritual events in the history of their nation, the redemption from Egypt. All that they had was because of God's gracious deliverance from the bondage of Egypt. In the New Testament, Paul reminds us that this is why we give too, because he gave his son for us. That is why we give. We give our best because he gave his best. To give him what's left over and less than the best does not glorify him and is not worthy of his great name. So what are the results, the results of giving your first fruits and honoring God with our possessions? Verse 10 says, Then your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with wine. The order of this process is clear in this passage and throughout the rest of Scripture, actually. Give to God first, and he will give back to you. Give him the first fruits, not what is left over after all the bills are paid. Such giving is the supreme act of faith. So many, many believers fail to honor God in this way and thereby miss abundant blessings because they do not trust him to do what he promises to do. Now, this is not an attempt to bribe God and become wealthy. If this were a get-rich-quick prosperity promise, we would be using God, not honoring him. It is a committed response to the God who never forgets the needs of his people. This is a costly endeavor to someone who loves the world. But to the servant of God, is it not a privilege to lay aside a portion of our earthly things with the sacred stamp, this is for God? The teaching of the New Testament is that the man who honors God with his first fruits will have treasure in heaven. Matthew 6, 19 through 21 reads this way. Do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Giving is not a duty or an obligation of the believer. It is the response of a heart touched by grace and recognizing that all things belong to the Lord. So let's ask ourselves some questions. In general terms, on a personality level, how generous are you, and why do you think that that's so? Do you recognize God's worth with your possessions? Do you give God the first fruits or the leftovers? And does your giving tend to be out of duty and obligation, or from a heart responding to grace and recognizing that God owns all of it? If you want a place to 
think about that before you answer the questions or keep track of what you're learning in Proverbs, we send a set of free journal pages out each Sunday evening in an email. And if you would like to be on the list to receive that email, you can go to getwisdom.link backslash email. Getwisdom.link backslash email. And if you do that, if you jump on that list, we will be sending those out to you each Sunday evening. As for me, the very first thing I need to do is repent. Right now, I am not giving like I should be giving. I am not honoring God with my possessions as I should be. In general, I have a pretty generous personality. I love to give stuff away. I love to help others. But that is easier to do in seasons of relative plenty, and that's not what season that we are in right now. And so I've gotten off track. I'll fix it today. As soon as we get off this broadcast, that's one of my tasks for this afternoon. It shows a lack of trust in God. It's embarrassing to admit that out loud. And transparency is hard, y'all. I am drinking out of a cup this morning that says, be honest. I did not choose that cup. That cup was handed to me this morning with my tea in it. And I can't even, right? So there it is. That's where I'm at today. I need to reevaluate where I thought I was and get back on track. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Let's close with prayer. Father, I ask for wisdom today, not for success, not as a way to have our wineskins brimming over, but instead as a way to turn my heart towards you, a way to know you better, love you better, as a way to love others better. I need the kind of wisdom that transforms my life into Christ-likeness. Give us that kind of wisdom, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank y'all so much for joining me today. I am so grateful that you are with me. We do this every weekday, so we'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. If you're a broadcast watcher, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. We can help more people if you share with your friends. If you are a podcast listener, the best thing that you can do to help reach more people with the Word of God is to subscribe to the podcast and rate and review it. It significantly impacts the number of people that the algorithms show our podcast to. So glad you were joining with me and I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Mm-hmm.